And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Grateful for the name of Jesus. Can you say grateful for the name of Jesus? Amen. We just, we are just moving out of the Thanksgiving season, but we ought to be grateful. Last week we spoke on the topic, a life of thanksgiving. You remembered? Amen. And so we left off speaking on how our help is in the name of Jesus from Psalms 107. You remember that? For those of you who can recall, in that psalm, there was a verse that was repeated four times. Can you go to Psalms 107, verse 6? I'm going to introduce the text quickly. There is a verse in Psalms 107, verse 6, that was repeated four times in the psalm. Amen. It reads, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. That particular verse was repeated four times in Psalms 107. You know, since the word trouble here means a tight place. Anybody here has been in a tight place? <laughs> Well, the Bible says, all you have to do is to call, cry, pray unto the Lord. In when you're in a tight place. And he, and the Bible, there's a guarantee. There's a promise when you do that. And he, can you say the Lord Jesus? Will deliver you out of your trouble. Out of your tight place. Out of your place of distress. Amen. Out of your place of difficulty. This is a promise you can depend on. Just like the Old Testament saints cried unto the Lord. Saints we too must humble ourselves and cry unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we began to cry. Cry out loud. Help Jesus. You remember we said that. Jesus help. Can you say Jesus help? Jesus help that's what you do when you find yourself in a tight place it is not time to worry i know sometimes we get that emotion amen it's not time to lose it we do lose it sometimes but a better thing to do is to cry out to the lord jesus amen because the bible says his ears are open unto our cry so we need to cry out unto the lord jesus because Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, There is no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. It is by the name of Jesus. And salvation doesn't mean saved from hell only. It means deliverance. It means healing. It means making a way. It means turning things around. It means taking us out of a tight place. One name that's given. And that's the name of Jesus. Can somebody say, Jesus, help Yes, yes, yes. That's what you got to say. Jesus help. One name given and that's the name of Jesus. You remember I just said Acts chapter 3 verse 16. When Peter healed the lame man. Peter said silver and gold have I none. But such, I have to, such as I have to give. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> he said in the what? Name of Jesus. And Peter believed it so much. He stretched out. 
and give the man his hands and pulled him up. And the Bible says the power of God came into the man's legs and the man just jumped up and was healed instantaneously. Why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. We are coming upon a time when we need to start depending on the name of Jesus. Since the world is getting worse. <laughs> I'm sharing with you, the world is getting worse. And you and I need to be plugged in to the name of Jesus. God, let me, let, let me give you an, anal an analogy. For years I've been studying the scripture. And it's so occurred to me that, why have you been studying? Who are you looking for? Just reading, and the Holy Ghost said to me, until you start looking for Jesus throughout the Bible, you'll be unplugged. That life, that power will not be flowing through you. So here was I. It's like I was reading. I had a plug. And this is the power source. But I keep putting the plug everywhere. It wasn't until I plugged the part. The, the, I took the plug and put it into the power source. Then I came alive. Then I felt the life of God flowing through me. You get what I'm saying? But I was reading. I was studying. But what was the objective? The objective was looking for Jesus and wood when I got that. You know that song, I wish somebody's soul would. That's how I felt. My soul caught on fire. Because I found out that the objective for studying and reading is to find out Jesus. Is to get acquainted with that name. Is to experience the power that's in that name. And so Pastor Wood last week, Pastor Webb, we continued our excitement about the name of Jesus. And somebody asked, I need to read here. Somebody asked, Pastor, before I, before I, I tell you the questions, after service last week, after service, one of the attendees who drove from Georgia, she was invited, drove from Georgia. She said, Pastor, she came to me after church. And she said, I want you to tell the church this right here. She said, I was driving from Georgia on my way to Tallahassee to attend service. And she said, there was a, the cops, they were chasing somebody. And she said, when they passed me, the wind from the police van threw my vehicle into a tailspin. And she said, the vehicle went out of control and it was spinning, spinning. And she said, I just felt the urge to holler, Jesus, help! She didn't know I was going to preach on Jesus help. And she said, as soon as she said, Jesus help, the car stopped. An angel just stopped the car. Because she cried out on the name of the Lord. It still works. Crying out on the name of the Lord still works. But you got to believe it. You got to get plugged in. And so all week I've been saying, Jesus help. Jesus help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that phrase. And start saying all through the day at work. As you're going through difficulties. Jesus help. Say that the house loud. Let your spouse hear you depending on Jesus. Jesus help. Many of you know brother Jimmy's at the hospital. 
And we were praying for him. We've been praying for Brother Jim. And, and the Lord said to me, tell Jim, don't forget the sermon that was preached on Sunday. He need to be saying, Jesus, help! Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. He said that sermon didn't precede what happened to him by error. It came on time so he can start saying, Jesus, help. So she said to me, I need you to tell the church that the name of Jesus still makes a way. She said, now I know. You know, sometimes when you go through an experience, your mind tells you, well, the car just stopped like that. She said, the car didn't just stop like that. She said, after the sermon, I knew it was God who sent his angel to stop the car. And she said, Pastor, I'm going to use the name of Jesus from now on. <laughs> and so our excitement about Jesus, we continued. You know, Psalms 124 verse 8 says, our help is in the name of the Lord who created heaven and earth. You, you got to see that Psalm. Psalms 124 verse 8. Yes, yeah, saints, memorize that verse. Amen. Get it deep down in your soul. Our help is in what? The name of the Lord. And in case you're wondering which Lord. Uh-huh. In case you're wondering, is it Lord Stanley from England? Or Lord Smith? from? <laughs> no, no. It's the Lord who created heaven and earth. Our help is in that Lord. And so somebody asked me last week, they said, Pastor. <laughs> but somebody, Pastor, <laughs> are you part of the Jesus movement now? <laughs> you know, it's amazing. When you become biblically sound, people, <laughs> it sounds strange to people. You know, and so they asked me, Pastor, are you, are you, are you part of the Jesus movement? <laughs> so I'm going to give you a definition as to what the Jesus movement is. Amen. The Jesus movement, the Jesus only movement, is also called oneness Pentecostal or oneness theology. It's a group of believers within the Pentecostal religion who holds that true baptism can be in the name of Jesus only rather than in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So there, there says there is no Father. There is no Holy Ghost. It's only Jesus. The core doctrine of oneness Pentecostal, Jesus only is that Jesus is the Father and Jesus is the Spirit. There is one God who reveals himself. In other words, oneness theology does not recognize the distinct persons of the Godhead. They don't recognize the Father. They don't recognize the Spirit. They only recognize the Son. Unfortunately for them, the triune God was introduced to us from the onset in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God... That word God here is Elohim. That's plural. So it should read in the beginning, gods. Gods, which means God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You see, if you miss Genesis 1-1, you'll miss the entire Bible. So, so, so listen, listen. 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Amen. In the beginning, Elohim. In the beginning, gods. That word God here means Elohim. And that's the plural for God. G-O-D-S. So who are the gods he's talking about? Well, let me show you who the, who the gods are. Can you jump over to um, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. I want to explain this because for those of you who think I am part of the Jesus only movement, you are incorrect. Amen. Amen. Let me show you the word before I tell you how incorrect you are. Jesus just got baptized. Matthew chapter 16 reads, and Jesus when he was baptized, Matthew chapter 3 verse 16, sorry. And Jesus when he was baptized went up straight out of the water. So John the Baptist baptized Jesus. He's going out, out. He's leaving the water. He's on his way out and look what happened. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw, whom he saw? Descending like a? That wasn't Jesus only. Jesus didn't see Jesus descending. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Saints? Jesus did not see Jesus only descending. He saw God the Holy Ghost descending and like a dove and lightning upon him. Let's, let's go to verse 17. Let's see what happens also. And lo, a voice from heaven. What happened? A voice from, that wasn't Jesus who jumped in heaven and shout. Let us hear who that voice is. A voice in heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am. This is God the Father. We see God the Father. The three distinct members of the Godhead is right here for us. So let me make it abundantly clear. We who worship here at Imitators of God Ministries are non-denominational. We have no denominational affiliation. We are not Pentecostals. We are not, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me, we are not Pentecostals, but we are Christians. We are not Baptists, but we are Christians. We are not part of the Church of Christ, but we are Christians. We are not Seventh day Adventists. We are Christians. We are not Jehovah Witnesses. We are Christians. We are not Catholics. We are Christians. We are not Anglicans. We are Christians. Since we have no denominational affiliation. Why? Because no denominational affiliation is mentioned in the Bible. Well, Baptist is not mentioned in the Bible. Catholics not mentioned in the Bible. Some of you look confused. That's okay. That's all right. That's okay. I'm going to show you in Acts 11 verse 26. In Acts 11 verse 26. Let me show you how they called the disciples of Jesus Christ. Let's do Acts 11 26. You got it? Acts 11 verse 26. Listen to me. Denominational affiliations is what engender division in the body of Christ. Amen. Acts 11 26. Let's look at the last verse. The last phrase. And the disciples were called what? Where? Antioch is a place in Syria. They were called Christians. The word Christian back then was used as a derogatory term. Because they kept saying, look at them. Little Jesus is. They think they can act like Jesus. They think like they can move like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. Heal like Jesus. Well, they must be Christians. That's alright. 
That's how the Holy Ghost called those who followed Christ. We are called whom? Christian. You did, did, did the Bible says, and the disciples were called Baptists. Do you see that there? No. And the disciples were called Catholics. Do you see that? There? And, the, and the disciples were called Church of God in Christ. Kojic. Do you see that there? So for those of you who look confused, here is the truth. Followers of God are called Christians. And that's who we are. Those of us who worship here are the middle of God ministries. Let me say that again. Denominational affiliations engenders division in the body of Christ. That is why I vow not to be called anything but a Christian. Oh, I'm proud to be a Christian. Oh, hallelujah. 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 So the Bible refers to all God's children as Christians. And the Bible says here, since we are happy to proclaim that our help is in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because last week, listen to me, last week, when her vehicle was still, when she went into a tailspin on I-10, she didn't call Buddha. She didn't call the Pope. Mm -hmm. She did not call the head of any religion. She called on whom? Jesus! And he showed up. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Can somebody give the Lord a hand? Hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> so, so, so our excitement about Jesus is encouraged throughout the scripture. Our excitement. Listen to what God the Father said about Jesus. Can you go to Matthew chapter 17? I mean, the reason why since we are so excited about Jesus is because God himself is excited about Jesus. Do you have Matthew chapter 17 verse 1 through 5? So those of you who are thinking, is Pastor Emmanuel part of the Jesus only movement? No! Fundamentally no! Mm? Thank God for the Father. Thank God for the Son. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. But we are going to be biblically accurate and be excited about Jesus as God, as God tells us to. So in Matthew chapter 17, you know, it's the Chapter that deals with the transformation of Jesus. Amen. On my, on, 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 uh. Let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Verse 1. I'll just read verse 1 for contextual purposes. Is that alright? I'm going to read verse 1 to 5. Because I need you to see how God feels about Jesus. Amen. For those of you out there who are listening. And you have problems with the name of Jesus. Then you have problems with God. Matthew 17 verse 1 it says and after the sixth and after six days Jesus took Peter James and John his brother and brought them up into a high mountain and verse 2 and while they were on the mountain he transfigured before them now this is how we look after he was transfigured his face did shine as the sun <laughs> and his raiment his clothing his robe he had was white as the light. Now you know the word transfigured. In the, the Greek word for that is metamorpho. Metamorpho transfigured. And that's where we get the English word metamorphosis. It's a word that's used to describe how, the, how a crawling caterpillar spins itself into a chrysalis. And then emerges as a butterfly. A soaring butterfly. So what Jesus did, he went inwards and came out. Because you know Jesus, Jesus is God with a, the Bible says in Hebrews that God prepared a body for himself. And that was the body of Jesus. God was in Jesus. So what Jesus did, he transformed. He allowed God to come out. 
<laughs> oh, isn't that a blessing? And the Bible says, listen, listen, his face was shining like the sun. His clothes begin to glow. Huh? Transfigured. And verse 3, and behold, there appeared unto him who? Moses and Elijah talking with him. I thought Moses and Elijah died. <laughs> Let me tell you since when you leave this earth is graduation. Now I'm not I'm not promoting death. Praise the Lord. I believe everybody here we're going to leave 120. Because we have a lot of work to do. Since we have to penetrate this city, amen, with the view of looking unto Jesus. I, are you getting me? I, I think God has given that to us. Amen. A revelation of the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what Paul got. That's what these disciples got. A revelation of the power that's in the name of Jesus. Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. He said, I pray that God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. Well, let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's, I don't want to get out of track. Amen. I have a few minutes. Amen. Verse 3, and behold, there appeared unto him Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Verse 4, then answered Peter. Now listen, Peter said unto Jesus, it is good for us to be here. If you will, let us then make three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elias. And while they were speaking, God just, God just lost it. God just what is he talking about? Jesus is here and he's talking about Moses. Moses is a servant I used. He's talking about Elijah. Elijah's a servant I used. This is my beloved son. And notice what God did. God broke protocol. Can you go to verse 5? Can you go to verse 5? Verse 5 says, And while Peter is speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. God arrived. God arrived and behold a voice out of the cloud said this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased hear him listen to him interpretation forget Moses forget Elijah this is my son listen to him only you, you know many you know Miss Linda many uh, many prophets want to be Elijah because they want to call fire from heaven. Yeah, many, many of them want to be, who wants to call fire from heaven and kill people? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Men, Elijah. No, God said forget Elijah. Forget Moses. Listen to Jesus. God is excited about Jesus. That is why here at the Middle of God Ministries, we are excited about Jesus because God is excited about Jesus. Isn't that a blessing? So once again, we are not affiliated with the Jesus only movement. We are just excited about Jesus because God is excited about Jesus. Can somebody give him praise? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our help is in the name of the Lord Jesus. I got one more exhibit before I close. Listen to what Jesus told the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Can you go to John chapter 5? John chapter 5. Verse 37 to 40. Listen to what Jesus said, brothers and sisters. Amen. And this is why we're so excited about Jesus. Amen. Peter said, the reason why this man is healed is because of that name, Jesus. And because of faith in that name, Jesus. Anybody has faith in the name of Jesus? 
Yeah, yes, yes. Listen, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the rest of the Jews. He said, and the Father himself, which hath sent me. Who sent me? So it means that Jesus is not, the Father is not Jesus, and Jesus is not the Father. So that cannot be Jesus only. Amen? So he said, he said here that, and the Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me. How, how did God bear witness to Jesus? We know because we just read at Jesus' baptism. God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. On, at the transfiguration, Jesus, God said the very same thing. This is my son. So we see God bearing witness to Jesus all the time. But the disciples and, sorry, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees doesn't know that. Amen. Even during Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, they were saying, Hosanna, which means save us. If you were listening, Pharisee and Sadducee, you would have known that's a fulfillment of scripture. Anyhow, let me move on here. Let me move on. In verse 38, listen, verse 38. Listen what Jesus said to them. He said, and you have not his word abided in you, since that's dangerous. You have spiritual leaders searching the Bible every day, and yet still their heart cannot grasp the word they're reading. Because they are, they are not reading with an objective in mind. Listen to me, since you are not just reading five chapters of Psalms and one Proverbs a day for reading. What's your objective? My objective is to find Jesus. Yes. The Bible says, seek ye first yes. the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. We need to have an objective in our sick. Look, when I open the Bible, one thought is going through my mind. Jesus, show me who you are in there. I need to see you in there. Because my heart needs to be aligned with who you are. And this is why since I don't want to open my mouth and, and use the name of Jesus and nothing happens. In these days, in these last days, you need to release that power. Mm -hmm. Because if not, the devil will railroad you. <laughs> mm. you, need to you need to release that power. Talk to your body. Talk to situations. Talk to circumstances. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus. Okay. Okay, let's read, let's read quickly. Here. And he said, you have not his word abiding in you. For Here's why. For whom he hath sent, you have not believed. Reading the Bible and don't believe in Jesus. That's why the Bible says, it says here. God, what verse it is? I, I missed it. But he said, they have a form of godliness. But he's talking about spiritual leaders. They have a form of godliness. But they deny the power of God. They deny the name of Jesus. Some of them have want to have nothing to do with the name of Jesus. And so if that's the case, Christianity is just a club. You know, it's a club where we come in on Sunday. Okay, and then somebody preach a word. But nothing about Jesus. And people have settled. for. You know, it's, a, it's unfortunate. People have settled to come to church. Do not experience Jesus and go home. <laughs> not here not ever are you with me since not at the meters of God ministries we are coming here with one objective in mind to glorify Jesus and we keep an open heart for him to do whatever he wants in his church are you getting what I'm saying since 2 Timothy 3 5 having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away Run from them. 
want to talk about all I want to do is talk about Greek, pausing Greek verbs. What benefit does it have pausing Greek verbs and you have no life flowing through you? No power flowing through. Listen to what Jesus told them, spiritual leaders. Listen to what Jesus said. Verse 39. He said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are which the scriptures are which testify of me. Jesus said the Bible is talking about me. And you missed it. What are you looking for when you are reading? Who are you looking for when you are reading? Oh, now I know. You're trying to compete with, with somebody else. That, 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 no, you're not looking for Jesus. That's the problem. Since hear me, hear me, brothers and sisters. I said we took a turn, a right turn. And that is to begin to pursue Jesus in the word of God. Don't you stop doing that. From today when you open your Bible to read. Before you read. Ask the Holy Ghost to show me Jesus. You need to see Jesus in the scriptures. Because hear me. That's how you get life flowing through you. Have you ever seen some Christians. Not in this church. <laughs> Have you ever seen some Christians. Elsewhere. Not in this church. Not in this city. Where I came from, I have seen Christians in, the, in, in church for years and nothing has changed. And it confused me. It, I was a kid, 11, 12, growing. I'm saying, we just came from church we, and, I'm, and I'm hearing you using expletives five feet from the church door. You were just glorifying God. I'm not telling you what they told me telling you what I saw with my own eyes as an 11 year old as a 12 year old and I was confused I said well you can be a Christian and still curse that's good as a child you get what I'm saying saints church leaders and the reason why is because their heart their heart was far from Jesus Christ listen you want God and listen to, listen to that figurative speech this is my, this is the way I pray. I ask God, God, stretch your hands in my mouth and hold my heart. Never let it go. Keep squeezing at it. Keep it alive. Never let it go. Because I want to be connected to that power. Are you hearing me sense? I want to be connected to that power. And I'm telling you, I have seen that power work in my life. I've seen that power, because of that power, Emmanuel is here. I'll continue to testify of Emmanuel when he was in his mother's womb. How many days, how many months you spent? Three months at the hospital. Three months. Emmanuel went in the hospital. Six months, she lost, she broke, her, her water broke. That's, that's what happened, right? Four and a half months, my God. And no water in the sack, and the doctors are wondering, how is he going to survive? And hear me, the night before, the night before my wife went to the hospital, God woke me up at three o'clock, three in the morning, would, and he said, it's time to pray. I didn't know what he was telling me, and I prayed in tongues. For those of you, and let me say that, for those of you looking at me, who are watching, and those of you who are here, and you cannot speak in tongues, let me, let me paraphrase, or you refuse to speak in tongues, I pity you. Yeah, and I'm saying it unapologetically, I pity you. It doesn't matter who. Yes, I talk with Dr. This and they can have more degrees than a thermometer. The Bible says, forbid not to speak in tongues. 
Jude 1 20 it says praying in the Holy Ghost that's how you build your most holy faith until you come with something different I believe God's word so pray in tongues for three hours from three to six at six o'clock Elder I said God what do you have me praying about and he said your son I said my son now then I started praying but I started binding and loosing and what? We went to the hospital at 7.45. I was seated. My wife went in. I'm seated there. I'm reading a book. And then I heard a loud noise. Just a loud noise. And I saw doctors and nurses darting from one end of the room to the other. And so I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, I know it's my wife. Because I'm hearing them saying, lift her leg up. We don't want her to lose the baby. And so all of a sudden, fear, and all of a sudden, the peace of God cloaked me. And the Holy Ghost said, we took care of that last night. Hey! <laughs> oh, God, I give you praise. We took care of that last night. Because my help is in the name. I know what I'm talking about, saints. I'm fully persuaded. It's too late now to tell me otherwise. It's too late. You're wasting your time now. It's too late. There's a song. He said, I've seen too much. I know too much. I've experienced too much. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Is anybody feeling what I'm feeling? That our help is in the name of the Lord. And this is the time when you need to start using the name of Jesus. My last exhibit for Jesus. Last exhibit for this time, not for not, not just this time, because we have communion. You remembered Acts chapter 9, verse 1 said, Saul left Jerusalem, breathing threats. You remembered? Go to Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Let me show you this right here. And Saul yet breathing threats, threatenings, and slaughter against the disciples of whom? Yeah, be careful what you say against the disciples of the Lord. Amen. Let me say that again. Be careful what you say against. Yes. Yeah. In verse 1, he's breathing threat. Do you know what it is to breathe out threatenings? This is what Saul was saying. He had just gotten letters from the high priest. And this is what he was saying. He said, today, today I'm arresting every Christian. I'm dragging them to jail. And if I can't, I'm murdering them. That's what he's saying. That's what he's talking. He's on his horse going down, going down. Driven by the devil. Possessed by Satan. Are you with me? That's what breathing, breathing out threatenings mean. And the Lord Jesus said, okay. In verse 1, you're breathing out threatenings. But you haven't met me as yet. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. You haven't met that sense. That is what I'm telling you. An encounter with Jesus will change your life. And you got to pursue that encounter. You have to pursue it. It's not going to overtake you as an avalanche. You've got to pursue it. So he's breathing threatenings, Doc. In verse 1. Verse 8. Let's see verse 8. Acts chapter 9 verse 8. What did Acts chapter 9 verse 8 say? Mm -hmm. It says... Let's go back to, let's go, let's go to verse 6. Let's go to verse 6 for contextual purposes. And verse 5, verse 5. Verse 5, thank you. Bear with me, saints. And he said, verse, verse 4. 
That's one of us three. Thank you for your grace. <laughs> and as Saul journeyed, uh huh, he came near Damascus. And can you say suddenly? And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. The Lord Jesus appeared. It, listen, listen, said Jesus just appeared with light. He hasn't said anything. Let us see what Jesus appearing did. Verse 4. And he fell to the ground. Listen, Jesus just appeared with light. And so just fall out. In verse 1, he had a big mouth. I'm going to take them out. Today's my day. I'm dragging them. Verse 4. The Lord of the disciples <laughs> showed up with light. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He's on the ground. He's groveling in the dirt. He cannot see. The same Saul who was saying to them, I get them. You want to get them? You have to get Jesus first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can somebody thank Jesus? Can you, can you give Jesus a clap of ring? He's a warrior. He knows how to fight for his people. And so he fell and a voice said, why are you persecuting me? Because Jesus take the persecutor of, of Christians personal. Can you go to verse 5? Verse 5 reads. And he said, Saul, who are you, Lord? And the Lord, who, who answered? The Lord said, I am whom? Jesus. I should rest my case. Who's the Lord? Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, the Lord Jesus. I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. He said it, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Now let's look at Saul's response. Saul is breathing threats in verse 1. Let us look at him in verse five, 6. And he what? <laughs> That's a good place to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, verse 1. I'm the man on a horse. I'm coming to get you. Verse 6. <laughs> he's true. Now I know I know for some of you, he's the great apostle Paul. Look, before he was Paul, he was Saul. A murder of Christians. And God came and defended us. He has the ability to defend the saints. Listen. And he trembling and astonished. He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go to the city, and it shall be told of you. By a Christian whom you're trying to persecute what you must do. Now it's time to humble you. Since can we give the Lord Jesus a clap offering? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can somebody say, Jesus, Jesus. Help. help. Oh, hallelujah. Let's get ready to give the Lord. Let's get ready to take communion. Go to the Lord's table. Don't you ever stop saying, Jesus, help. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Since I'm so excited to be a Christian. I'm like a kid with a candy. Hallelujah. Today if you're watching and you're not saved. Today is a good day to get saved. You need to be able to run in the name of the Lord. For the Bible says the name of the Lord is like a strong tower. The name of the Lord Jesus is like a strong tower. The righteous can run into it for safety. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. 
But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.